0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so excited to be here. I'm very happy to see you all. Um, everybody looks, you know, awesome and healthy, so we thank God for that. And also, um, you know, I bring greetings from, you know, my wife and Josh. You know, unfortunately, they couldn't be here. Josh is a bit under the weather, but, you know, um, <laughs> you know, she's caring for him. But, um, you know, last night, you know, he, you know, we... I had to take him to urgent care real quick. And, um, and while he was in the car with me, you know, he was, um, I said, you know, why don't you say a prayer? He says, I don't know what to say. I said, yeah, you know what to say. And he says, in Jesus' name I pray. And I said, amen. He says, Lord, heal my sickness in Jesus' name. So um, this brought a lot of joy to my heart. You know, even at a young age, it's still good to acknowledge that Christ is our hope. And, um, and I'm just excited that... Um, Today, I get to teach about acknowledging the good things that we have in Christ, Jesus. So with that said, let us pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word that we get to share, Lord. It is food unto our soul, Lord. We thank you for all that we're here today, Lord. We pray that every single thing we hear remains in our heart permanently, Father. We pray that those who are hearing and listening, Lord, whether here or online, they'll be attentive and that they'll receive, Lord, that which you have planned for them to receive today. As we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to talk about acknowledging the good things we have in Christ. So I, you know, there's a lot of similarities to what we shared last week, um, you know, during men's retreat, which was awesome. If you didn't go, I'd say, you know, definitely plan to go next year. It was a wonderful time. Do we agree, men? Awesome, and our anchor verse for today is, um, you know, Philemon one six, and I read the Amplified version and says, and I pray that the participation and sharing of your faith, this grace may produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is ours and our identification with Christ Jesus and unto His glory. Amen. So today like we said we're talking about acknowledging the good things that we have in Christ. So it is we know that the Bible tells us that none none is good except God. And and other for you and I to acknowledge, you know, every good thing that we have in Christ, we must be aware of the good thing that has happened to us in Christ Jesus. Amen. The Bible tells us that Jesus came so that we may have what? Life. And have that life in abundance. So that is something good that we must acknowledge. And I want to tell you today that, you know, by far that Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to you and I. Praise the Lord. Do we believe that? Amen. So we must know Christ. We must know the love of God. We must know the riches and the benefit. of of what Christ did for us, this knowing comes by the knowledge of the Word of God, which is studying it, believing it, and applying it day in, day out. When you know truly what has been given to you, you begin to acknowledge it and you let it penetrate your mind, penetrate your spirit, and the acknowledgement also comes in this form. As we sing it, we sing the song. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my very soul shall shout hallelujah. Praise God for. S- this is acknowledging the good thing that God has done. We sing it and we believe it. Amen. And we do so by letting the Holy Spirit reveal that to us. It's the Holy Spirit that, that reveals the good things that Christ has done, praise the Lord. Because we know that that spirit is the spirit of truth, and that spirit is there to tell us all truth, praise the Lord. And salvation is what Christ has done for us, praise the Lord. That's what we have received through him. So the acknowledgement of every good thing starts with Christ, Amen. What we get to acknowledge is what? His death, his burial, and his re- resurrection. The benefit of it all. Amen. And your acknowledgement of every good thing starts with the word. Having faith in the word, which gives you the opportunity to believe. And, when you, and then you begin to see the indescribable gift that we have in Christ Jesus. And you also we begin to acknowledge the very first thing that we spoke about, which is your salvation. Amen. Amen. And I want to say this, that it takes humility to acknowledge the good things that Christ has done for us, even in our family, even wherever we are, regardless of where we are, it takes humility. But that's what the Word of God, you know, that's the work that the Word of God does in our heart. It brings us to a place where we become humble and become grateful and, you know, where we begin to have the ability to say, Lord, thank you for saving me. Lord, thank you for all that I've received in Christ Jesus. Amen. And I want to read this verse to kind of give us some perspective, you know, when it comes to acknowledging the good things that Christ has done, that God has done for us. And that's in John three sixteen. We know this verse. It says, For God so greatly loved the world and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten Son, so that whoever believes and trusts in him as a savior shall not perish but have eternal life. This is something to be grateful for, amen, that we're no longer bound for destruction, but instead we've been redeemed, we've been restored in Christ Jesus, amen. And also I want to highlight, you know, this another verse, which is Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9. It says that, for it is by grace, for it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, I'm reading AMPC, that you were saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourself, of your own doing, but rather, it is a gift from God. Praise the Lord. And we just watched the video that was talking about us acknowledging the gifts that we have received in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. And then verse 9 says, not because of works not the fulfillment of, of what the law demands, Let any man should boast. It is not the result of what anyone can possibly do, so no one can pride himself in it and take glory to himself. Just like we saw in the video that, you know, your career, what you have achieved socially, is not what takes preeminence, but instead Christ, the acknowledgement of what Christ has done, the new man you have become, that's what takes preeminence. Praise the Lord. That's what we are grateful for. Because through that salvation, something has happened. We have received great wealth, and we talked about that last week during the men's retreat. And I want to also, you know, focus on these things again, which is that great wealth. It comes in um, in the form of something we've been taught, you know, a few years back, which is the sixfold blessing that we're receiving, Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord! You remember that pastor taught us that, right? The sixfold blessings, right? Do we remember? Do we? All right, awesome. So the sixfold blessings, which is salvation from the power of sin and death, delivered from death and hell, set free from the power and kingdom of Satan, redeemed from sickness, amen, redeemed from curses and failures, redeemed from the mindset of darkness, so now we can see and know the future. Praise the Lord, amen. And we do have some verse that I want to share to highlight those things as well, too, you know, as we go deeper into our teachings today. And one of the verses, First 1 Thessalonians 1.10, and it says, And to look forward and confidently wait for the coming of his son from heaven, who he raised from the dead, Jesus, who personally rescue you and I, us, from the coming wrath and draw us to himself, granting us the privilege and reward of a new life in him. Amen. That's something that we must acknowledge. And then we also go to Colossians 1, verse 13 and 14, Amplified, I'm reading. It says, For he has rescued us and has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sins penalty. This is another thing that we should be grateful for. Also part of the sixfold blessing that we've been taught in the past. So, therefore, as even Kevin said, it says that in every, uh, every areas of our life that, you know, Jesus must shine. Praise the Lord. And, and, and we allow that to happen as we yield, as we come, as we hear the word of God, as we make ourselves available. Then the work of the Holy Spirit continues. The work of the Holy Spirit continues. Day in, day out. Waking up every day. I remember like a few, maybe like a year ago, Pastor was talking, talking to us about his, his daily routine. When he wakes up, he's praying. He thanks God for all the things that he has received in Christ Jesus, right? And that, that part of that routine, you know, he keep, he's, he's bringing into remembrance all the things that God has done for him. Because as we go through life, it's easy to, to forget these things. Life challenges come at us. And then we begin to not look unto Jesus. Instead, rather, we're looking at everything else. But we know that we must gaze unto Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. And um, another verse, as we talked about the, you know, the sixfold blessing, which, is, which are things that we should acknowledge. In Psalm 103, we can read that. We know, I know we know this psalm. You know, he forgives all our sins, right? And heals all of our diseases. He redeems me from death, and he crowns me with love and eternal mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like an eagle. These are also things that we should acknowledge, praise the Lord, because it's all part of that package deal that we receive from Christ through salvation. So as I describe it, and we've heard people describe it, that salvation is a package deal. We have received so much in Christ. So and I want to paint this picture for you. You know, imagine, you know, someone is destined for, you know, death penalty. We know that that's the law in some of the states and, you know, in this country that we live in, but suppose that person receive, you know, this a presidential pardon, which we know that has been, you know, very famous for the past decade where people were bound to spend their life in, you know, incarcerated. Now they receive some type of clemency or pardon. So on top of that, not only they've received that pardon, right, suppose that person now receives wealth so they can be fully rehabilitated. Because when you go, when you're in jail, everything is cut off, you have nothing, right? But suppose that that person now receives, not only they've been set free, right? Because of someone's grace, because of that presidential pardon, but now they also receive money to be able to function in society and, and be fully restored so that they can sustain the, their life. Then that is, in essence, what Christ has done for us. Praise the Lord. Amen. That's what we receive in Christ—something that we did not deserve, but yet He made all these things available to us. And that's something that we must acknowledge. Praise the Lord. Amen. And then we move on to um, part of—we're still talking about the sixfold blessings. We're, we're going we're, we're to read Galatians three thirteen. We're reading in the Amplified version, and it says that Christ purchased our freedom and redeemed us from the curse of the law, its condemnation. By becoming a curse for us, so he took our police, praise the Lord. so whatever was our lot or portion, he took our police and now we've received glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So it says that for it is written, "Curse is everyone who hangs and crucified on the tree. Who was crucified you know, on the tree for us? Jesus. Amen. That's why we get the opportunity to sing this song with conviction, which is, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, Oh, are the forties of glory divine, ever safe, Amen. Amen. Uh, purchase. Uh-huh, go ahead. But that's our story. Praise the Lord. This is what Christ has done for us. And we get to repeat that story day in, day out, talk about that story day in, day out. That's what we believe. That is our life. That is what we're motivated by. That, that is where our joy comes from. And that's why we don't just, you know, we, we, we're not operating only with, you know, in happiness, but also we have joy, praise the Lord. We're not as blessed as Bonobo. He's the one that has joy and also has happiness. But us, you know, we have joy, praise the Lord, and we choose joy. And that joy comes from the knowledge of what Christ has done for us on the cross. Praise the Lord. You guys missed that. I said, Uncle Nobu is the only one that gets to have what? Joy, which comes from God, and also he has what? Happiness, his wife. Amen. Awesome. And then let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.17. Now, and also this is part of what we have received in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted and joined in him by faith, And him as a savior, he has what? A new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Praise the Lord. So we are also grateful for the spiritual awakening that we have experienced in Christ Jesus by faith. Amen. Based on what he has done for us. So now for us, there must be evidence of the new man In action in our lives, praise the Lord, where we begin to live for Christ. This is exactly what Kevin says. There must be evidence of the new man. And he was asking, what has happened to you? Why and how have your focus been shifted? Aren't you grateful for what Christ has done? You see, he was giving thanks. She was in despair, praise the Lord. The difference was a shift in focus. He was acknowledging the blessings of God, but yet she was worrying about life, being depressed and everything. But the Bible tells us to look unto Jesus, praise the Lord. Christ is our hope, Christ my life, praise the Lord. I'm so engaged with him, I'm beholding his glory, therefore I don't have time for anything in this earth that will take me away from what I have in Christ Jesus, praise the Lord. I will engage in the natural because I'm a natural man but I will also engage in the supernatural where I look upon Jesus, where Christ is my life, where I live for him, praise the Lord. In him I move, in him I have what? My being, praise the Lord. Amen. So, there's a story to that book of Philemon that we, read, that we, that we, um, we drew our verse from, right? And we know that Paul wrote it You know, Paul, if you read the whole passage, he was putting the new man that he has become, because we know that he had encountered Christ, right? He was putting that that man on full display by requesting that Philemon sees not Osinimus as a slave that belonged to him, but rather a person that has received Christ, just like Philemon received Christ. Praise the Lord. Paul is saying to Philemon, the same grace that was afforded to you, praise the Lord, Give that grace out. Amen. Amen. Give that grace to a synonymous. Don't let your rank, don't let your social status take preeminence over God. Praise the Lord. And that's what happens. You know, and I want to say this. This is the, one of the things that the devil uses as well to confuse us, to take our eyes away from the things that we have in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. It makes you think that you are poor, that you are powerless, and that you are forgotten. What he does is that he switches your value system, praise the Lord, which is what we talked about last week, that he switches what? Your value system. When your value system is right, you're operating in a land of acknowledgement. You're grateful for the things that God has done. But when your value system shifts, then you begin to worry about everything around you, praise the Lord, that you should not really focus on. Amen. Not to say that they're not important. No, we have to give time to our family, give time to our work, but we still have to make time for Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, so when that shift happens, right, the first thing you do, you stop acknowledging the good things that you have in Christ. You stop identifying with the blessings that you have received. Amen. So Paul, Paul's call to Philemon was simply this. He's saying to Philemon, in summary, set your minds on things above. Praise the Lord. That's what he's saying. Set your minds on things above. Focus on the things that brings about the reality of Christ. Focus on the things that, that highlights the benefit of, what, of the riches of what we have in Christ. Amen. And, you know, for insight, I, I want to give you, you know, perspective of that story, which is Philemon 1. And I want to kind of summarize it for you. That this letter that, that was written by Paul, that letter was written while Paul was in prison. Praise the Lord. Philemon, he was a Roman citizen who came to know Christ through Paul. Philemon being who he is, his social status, around this time, if you think about it, having a slave, it was a common thing, right? If you read the Bible, you'll know it was common. And Osinomis was one of his slaves. They had some conflict, right? And Ocinemus left. And now Ocinemus, you, know, you know, begin to hang around Paul, who now is coaching him you know, teaching him, and then through that he has also received Christ. Amen. So so when Paul caught wind of the issue that Philemon had with Osinimus, then Paul said, I cannot let Philemon take his eyes off Christ, praise the Lord. Because if you think about it, according to the law of the land around this time, a slave had no right. If a slave leaves your compound, the law states of that time that that, that person deserved death. But Paul being spiritually awake, Paul saying, Whoa. Philemon, you have received grace from Christ. Praise the Lord. Now Ocinemus also is now a partaker of that same grace. Therefore, I want you to treat him like a brother, not as a slave. Because the same grace that I was given to you is also available to him. And, he's, and then Paul is saying, you know, Sinemus has been a great help to me. So I don't want you to try him in the court of law. But instead, I want you to shift your focus and see and be grateful for all the things that God has done. Look at all the things you have received in Christ Jesus. Don't focus on a person that has wronged you. I want you to forgive him. That's exactly what, you know, uh, what Paul is saying to Philemon, praise the Lord. And that's why he wrote the letter. And I want us to read Philemon 1.6 again. And it says, and I pray that the participation and the sharing of your faith, Paul is saying to Philemon, we share in the same faith. Yes, he did something wrong to you, but we're not going to focus on that, praise the Lord. Instead, we're going to dish out the grace that we have received. Because if anyone is in Christ, they are what? Yes, we're not going to operate based on, you know, the current law of the land that we're in. But instead, we'll find grace. Because in Christ, we have become generous. Praise the Lord. We have the ability, we have the capability with the help of the Holy Spirit to give grace. Praise the Lord. And to love people even when they don't deserve it. Praise the Lord. But we don't get to make that rule. We don't get to dictate. Because now, we're citizens of heaven, right? We're operating in the kingdom of God. So we're operating, you know, under a set of new rules. New men, new rule, new life. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, and that's what Paul was, you know, pointing out to him. He says, you know, may that grace produce and promote full recognition and appreciation and understanding and precise knowledge of every good thing that is ours when we identify with Christ. When you identify with Christ, the first thing you see is salvation. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because in Christ we receive salvation unto his glory. What is glory? Glory is an achievement. What does Christ achieve? He died for us, praise the Lord. He rose and now we're enjoying this new life in Christ Jesus, praise the Lord. That's what the glory is. So, so Paul in essence is saying, don't forget the same grace that you have experienced. That is the same grace of your slave needs right now. Don't let your social status influence you to kill this man. Even when the time that you live in allows it. Praise the Lord. Amen. The same thing can apply, you know, in our family as well too. There are times that when there is conflict, right? But we still need to be the new men that God has called us to be and extend grace. Amen. Amen. So Paul is calling Philemon to operate at a greater level. Praise the Lord. He's saying Paul... He's saying, you know, he's saying Philemon, do not operate beneath grace. That's what Paul is saying to Philemon. He says, you know, not showing love to a synonymous, that's beneath the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. That was shed for all of us. Amen. Paul is saying the name of Jesus is still relevant today, regardless of the laws that allow you to do something to a synonymous because he wronged you. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I want to read this verse to bring some perspective as well too, which is Proverbs fourteen twelve. It says, there's a way that seems right to men, praise the Lord, but its end is the way of what? Death, destruction. So Paul, in essence, said to Philemon, choose life. Amen. So, are, are we making sense? Awesome. So, Now, I want to paint this picture for you. You know, let's say, you know, if you were a slave, right, that was set free, complete freedom and reparation. When I say complete freedom and reparation, I mean that not only you were set free, but you're also given asset so you can function after your freedom. Praise the Lord. That's what we have received in Christ. Now, would you say that, man, I've left on your way out of the plantation, you're leaving, you no longer have to be in bondage, you're free, right? would you say, man, I think I need to go back because I've left my toothbrush at the plantation? What kind of mindset is that? Right? Say, let me go back and retrieve your toothbrush. What, 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 what's the comparison between your toothbrush and the freedom that you have now received? Which one is greater? Freedom, freedom praise the Lord. So now, and now and what we should do is to press on, move on, right? If someone thinks the world of you and sets you free, then why should you have to go back to that plantation, to that old place, where all that is there is shame? Praise the Lord. Why should you go back? Shouldn't you be focusing on enjoying the benefit of your freedom that you now have? So, what Paul was saying says, Don't you know, we should not reminisce on bondage, praise the Lord. But instead, we should focus on the glory of God. Amen. And and that is one of the biggest struggles. For us sometimes as Christians, and that's why sometimes it's challenging for us to enter God's rest, praise the Lord. Because we hold on to baggages when Christ says, I've taken all the burden. it says, cast your burden upon me, praise the Lord. So this causes you, you, know, you know, to enter God's rest, praise the Lord. God's rest is what? Is where Christ now is the lead, praise the Lord. And you move according to his spirit. But there's one thing that the accuser does. He brings up past mistakes, hold us back. My brother did this to me or my cousin did this to me. My family did this to me. You hold grudges. You remember everyone we didn't say hi to you. All these things. But yet, there is the glory of God. Praise the Lord. But your focus is not there. You are not acknowledging the things that we have in Christ Jesus. So, these things over time, they begin to wear you out. And you get to a point where you cannot even celebrate your brother's success. You can't. Because you've replaced the truth with lies. Praise the Lord. Amen. So here, I'm here today to tell you to get loose. Get loose. Grudges, whatever people did to you, get loose. Forget about them. Focus on Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you that Let me tell you, you see shame, we've all experienced shame. But I want to tell you that shame is not bigger than the glory of God. Praise the Lord. What did I say? Shame is not bigger than the glory of God. Entering God's rest is the revelation of the Holy Spirit. It's spiritual work. So in the quest of acknowledging the good things or identifying, you know, the things that we have in Christ, the blessings, I want you to notice that Jesus is greater than your shame. I want you to think about this. Jesus is what? Greater than your shame. Growing up, we've experienced things from friends, from family. But what did we do? We kept holding on to Jesus. The same people that shamed us are now the same people that we're praying for. And they've seen our rise. They've seen our elevation. Why? Because we decide to gaze on Jesus as opposed to what these people did to us. Because this, this thing is so awesome. Amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. That's what I focus on. Praise the Lord. Amen. So Jesus dealt with all the insult for us. Praise the Lord. How, do we believe that? Amen. Jesus praised, paid the price. So we don't have to accept guilt from the devil. But rather we now accept conviction from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Because he's there to teach us. And then, lastly, in Jesus, we don't boast in our need to be right. Praise the Lord. Shame, insult, guilt, but also we don't what? Boast in our need to be right. But instead, what, we, what do we do? We let Jesus in and live the life of the new man. Praise the Lord. That's something worth acknowledging. That's something worth celebrating. And you live that, the life of that human in your family, in your business, wherever you are. You let your light shine, praise the Lord. We are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be what? Hidden. We let that light shine. And then we continue to fight the good fight of faith. Praise the Lord. Now, when you read your Bible, you will always see the saying, you know, that this is done so that the word of God can be what? Fulfilled. Do, do, do you remember that? Have you come across that, right? This is all, you know, is that this is done so that what? The word of God can be what? Fulfilled. So I want to, I wanna, I wanna, you know, highlight and share a couple of things with you. We must love so that the word of God can be fulfilled. Amen? Jesus died so that the word of God can be fulfilled. You and I will forgive people so that the word of God can be fulfilled. We will acknowledge the good things in Christ Jesus so that the word of God can be fulfilled in our lives. Praise the Lord. We accept the ministry of reconciliation so that the word of God can be fulfilled. We accept the ministry of grace so that the word of God may be fulfilled. We lay hands on the sick and we expect recovery so that the word of God can be fulfilled. Unresolved conflict we put an end to it, praise the Lord. Whether it's with our family, at work. What did I tell you before? I tell you to get loose. So that the power, the mighty power of God can move freely in our lives, praise the Lord. We are free, completely free. It's like, it's like I don't know if you've seen this material where water falls on it, it drips. That's, that's who you are now. When, 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 when the issues of life comes it hits you in drips because there's no place for it to stick. Because in me now there's Christ. Christ, my hope of glory. I gaze upon that glory, I focus on upon that glory. That's my life. That's what I focus on. I don't have time. This life that God has given me, He's given me so I can be stored for His kingdom so that other might come to know and follow Christ. It's not for me to be the judge of all people and be there and you know say you know you did this to me dishing out dishing out you know dishing out stuff to people no, that's not what we came to do. We came to live a life that glorifies Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Because why must we live that way? It's because we've been commissioned for greatness. Praise the Lord. We've been commissioned for what? Greatness. The Bible tells us that we are a chosen generation, right? We are ambassadors of his kingdom. We are heirs of his kingdom, praise the Lord. And we are new and we are also free. So therefore, you and I, we must live it out, praise the Lord. We must let the spirit of God give birth to its fruits in our lives, praise the Lord. Yes. And when we read Galatians 5, 23, what are these fruits? It says, but the fruit of the spirit is What? Love, right? Joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such things, there's no law. Praise the Lord. This is where we are today. Praise the Lord. We let, we, we remain faithful enough so that these fruits can grow. Praise the Lord. So people can experience them. Because if you do not remain faithful, you know, just like Kevin was saying about the different activities, the different things that we have, you know, whether it's believers meeting every Wednesday, you know, I was just telling mom, I thank you for always teaching us. She speaks, she teaches, you know, all these different activities we have, it's all designed so that you, be, you can be equipped, praise the Lord, so that when the time comes for you to exhibit love, then you have love in your bank account, praise the Lord. So that you're not running on empty and then you dish out whatever's inside here, No you fill it with love, you fill it with joy, you fill it with peace, so that now when the situation comes, now let's see if he's really a Christian. Now let's see if he really believes in what he says. And then now, what begins to come out is that love that you have. You can't give what you don't have, praise the Lord. Amen. So, in essence, what the devil wants to do, he wants to disarm you, praise the Lord. That's what he wants to do. When, he, when, when you focus on the things that are mundane, that brings no relevance to your salvation, Right? What you are are doing, you're giving him an opportunity to disarm you. And when you're disarmed, you have no power. You're powerless, praise the Lord. You're not equipped to deal with the scheme of the devil. So this is, you know, essentially what Paul was saying to Philemon. He says that don't shift your focus, Philemon. Remember the things that you have benefited in Christ Jesus. Don't let... The devil disarmed you with your need to be right. If Philemon did something to a cinemas, he would have been right according to the law of the land. But I told you before that he's what? He's a new man. Therefore, there's a new set of rules, a new set of law that he abides by. Praise the Lord. Amen. So... And, I, you know, I want to I wanna, I wanna share this with you. There are so many things that we can pick and choose and identify with. You should be proud of who you are. I'm from Haiti, and I'm proud of that. You know, you're from Nigeria, you should be proud of that. You're Igbo, you should be proud of that. But that's not what you should really identify with. Praise the Lord. I will sit with you. I will eat your jello fries. But I still want you to identify with Christ Jesus, praise the Lord. Because that's what, that's what we have. That, that, that's what's potent. That's, what, that's what's meaningful. That's what impacts your salvation. This acknowledgement and identifying with Christ, praise the Lord. Yes, be proud of where you come from. But the most important thing is identifying with Christ, praise the Lord. It's acknowledging that new man that you are. Don't, we know who you are. We know where you came from. Don't let that be the only thing that has grown in your life. Also, let that new man grow. Praise the Lord. God says, put on that what? That new man, right? Yeah. Amen. So we want to see the evidence of it. We want to see the growth as well. Praise the Lord. Now, I want us to go to um, Ephesians 6, 10, 20. And we spoke about how, you know, the devil... He's in the business of disarming people, praise the Lord. And when we read that passage, you will understand what we're what we've been talking about, and you also understand what Paul was trying to tell Philemon. It says, Philemon, don't be proud. Yes, you have social status. Yes, this person wronged you, but we're now heirs of something so great that this should not be the most important thing. That forgiveness. And and, and mind you, we've all been there. We've all been in a situation where we not only had to forgive people, but also where we had to receive forgiveness. Praise the Lord. So Paul is saying, don't be proud. A day will come where, you know, you're going to need somebody's forgiveness. So now, now that the opportunity comes for you to forgive someone, forgive them. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's go to Ephesians 6. 10 to 20, and I want us to take our time to read this, and it's, it says, the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his, and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. We just talked about the devil disarming us, right? But this is the word of God also saying to us, put on what? The full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. Is it that what Paul was warning Philemon about? He says, don't given to the idea that this man has done wrong to you and that for that reason now, you know, because the law of, you know, of Rome allows you to do something to him, don't look at that, but instead look at the fact that he has now become your brother in Christ. So that's where your focus should be. So for our struggle, this is what the Bible is saying, for our struggle is not what? Against flesh and blood. But against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And then again, we're being asked to therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after you have done everything to stand. Praise the Lord. That's in essence what Paul was saying to Philemon. It says, Choose grace, choose compassion, choose love, forget the things that does not glorify God. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And then let's go to verse um, 14. It says, Stand firm with the belt of truth. What is our truth? Jesus died, Jesus rose, we believe in him through faith, and now we're set free and redeemed. That's my truth, praise the Lord. That is our truth. So that's what the you know the Holy Spirit reminds us constantly, and that's what we need to focus on constantly. And that's the same thing that you know as past, pastors routine daily to engage with Christ. He acknowledged and remembered the good things that he has in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. And we talked about them, which is which are the sixfold blessings, right? Being set free. Praise the Lord. Amen. It says, stand firm with the belt of truth, buckled around your waist, and also with the breastplate of righteousness in place. We are righteous in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. We should be grateful. That's why we sing that song. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my very soul shall shout, hallelujah. Praise God for sing. We are righteous now. That's what we get to celebrate. Amen. Amen. And in verse 15, it says... And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, praise the Lord. We'll continue to believe in Christ Jesus. We will not let shameful situations distract us, praise the Lord. For I lift my eyes unto the hills from which what? Come it my health. My health comes from who? Yeah, it doesn't come from engaging with, you know, with people in situations that doesn't glorify God, praise the Lord. Amen. And then in in addition to all this, this, uh, we're reading the same verse. It says that, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. See that? That's exactly what Paul was saying to Philemon. He says, have faith. The law of the land will tell you that this man did you wrong and that you should avenge. But have faith. Look unto Jesus. Let him be the one that fights for you, praise the Lord. You don't have to do anything. Isn't he here that, you know, pastor would tell us things that has happened to him, things that people did for him. Did he go after them? He was so busy focusing on Jesus. He saw the glory of God. He says, amazing grace. How can I leave this? How can I leave this? And go back and chase that toothbrush that I left on the plantation. The glory of God, my freedom what I have in Christ is so much greater, praise the Lord. That's why I, no matter what people do, no matter what, what people say, I keep on keeping on, praise the Lord. I keep marching, I keep focusing on Christ. I give him praise. To God be the glory, great things he has done. So love the world well that he gave us. who yielded his life in atonement. And opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Yeah, you know it. Uh Praise the Lord Praise the Lord Let the people rejoice Who come to the Father Through Jesus the Son Glory You lift up his name To God be the glory To God be the glory To God be the glory Jesus took away all our shame Lord, we worship you. We lift your name up, Father. We thank you for we have something so amazing, which is what Christ Jesus has done for us. And that we get to acknowledge every day of our life. We get to celebrate the riches we have in Christ Jesus. Amen. It says that take the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming hours of the devil. Take the helmet of salvation. Isn't that our theme this year? Right? The helmet of salvation. When you're armed with the host of heaven, now you're ready to face the scheme of the devil. Praise the Lord. But when you are disarmed, you're not ready. You're not ready. That's why you say, put on that new man. You don't engage in war. And live your arsenals at home. You put on your arsenal. You put on Christ. So that we can continue the legacy of Jesus. Which is what? Victory, praise the Lord. In Christ we are victorious. In Jesus we are victorious. We will not let what people say, what people do, deter us. The step of the righteous is ordered. My God, praise the Lord I will march I'm not crying I'm having fun, amen we will march on anyone here that is holding anyone in their chest let loose, let it go so that the name of God can be glorified in your life we will give love even when people don't merit it but that's not our call, we let God judge that praise the Lord and your family so that so so that you can be the embodiment of love, praise the Lord we've been given a new ministry the ministry of reconciliation, praise the Lord hallelujah don't gain the world and lose your soul praise the Lord these things, they all, all pass away but Jesus yesterday today and forever. That's what we believe. If you have a family member that has done wrong to you, that's done you wrong, call them. Call them. Suppose somebody does something wrong for you, you call them and say you're sorry. What impact does that have on them? I'm sorry. I'm the one that finished him but now he's calling me to say that he's sorry and then you pray and then you let the word of God start God didn't bring us here to have enemies praise the Lord there's only one enemy we have and that enemy has been defeated by Jesus so we're here to love without limit praise the Lord we don't pick and choose who we love. The minute you give your life to Christ, you say, Lord, I decided that I will follow you. That his, he's leading now, praise the Lord. Not our emotion, not our will, nothing. Christ leading, praise the Lord. Yeah. That goes for everything in your marriage. Yes, there'll be conflict, there'll be challenges, but guess what? You yield. Praise the Lord. So that you're gathering your whole fellowship, it can be filled with the glory of God, praise the Lord. That's when the spirit begins to move, praise the Lord. Isn't that what the Bible says? says that, whoa, don't bring this offering to me when you haven't dealt with that issue that you have with your brother. He says, I will not honor that. He says, I take pride in unity, praise the Lord. He says, go and make up with your brother first, praise the Lord, and then come so that you is not the only one rejoicing, praise the Lord, because this grace is available for all of us not just one person. It's available to everybody. And we believe this grace. We teach this grace. We talk about it. We don't withhold information from people. We share things with them that will propel them. Give them advice. Rejoice with them. Be happy for them. Clap for them. God bless them with a house. Celebrate with them. God bless them with a car. Celebrate with them. We don't have time to envy because the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ is so great. Stephen in the midst of challenges says, wow I'm being stoned but look at this glory. Look at this glory. Look at this glory. Close his eyes and departed to be with God. Praise the Lord. I pray that the work that was intended for God to do today in your life that is happening, praise the Lord. This is the word of God, it will not go back, come back void. Whatever word that it was intended to do, it will happen and it will remain in your life forever. To God be the glory. Let us rise and pray. Thank you, Jesus. 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 No more shame. We are free we'll let loose we'll lift up your name we're not ashamed you took away all our shame we forgive those that have done wrong to us so that us we can receive forgiveness from you Lord we thank you in our family wherever we are we we'll let your name be glorified to you will be all the glory